You're listening to a message from Impact Student Ministry, a middle and high school-oriented production of The Summit Church. Hello, 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 guys. Thank you all so much for the birthday love. Man, I appreciate that. Uh, Jake and the band and tech team, you guys are so sweet. Okay. It's not fun getting old, y'all. But it is fun when you got a bunch of awesome students in here. How you guys doing tonight? Good? Have a good time? Wonderful. Hey, if it's your first time ever to Impact, we hope you have a great time tonight over this next hour and 15 minutes or so. We really hope you enjoy yourselves. Uh, Hopefully you guys had a good Halloween last week. Yeah? Good Halloween. Safe Halloween. I see y'all all back. Anybody still, like, have candy in your pockets and stuff, like, eating everything you can from it? Did anybody actually eat all their can- Halloween candy on the first night? Wow. Okay, Grace. There you go. And Lathan did, too. There you go, man. Good for you guys. Hey, listen, we're so glad y'all are here tonight. We hope y'all are ready for a big night. Um, we're talking about this series called I Have Questions. And this is going to be something we talk about tonight. We might talk about it one day in December, and we're definitely going to come back to it in January. And in this series, known as I Have Questions, we're really going to talk about things that are just a part of our life. For all of us, it doesn't matter if you're a follower of Jesus or if this is your first time ever coming to church and you're still not really sure about this whole God, this whole Jesus thing. Hey, if that's you, we're so glad you decided to come and hang out with us. We hope you have a wonderful time tonight. But we're just going to talk about real life things and kind of how we're supposed to respond in those situations. So first... I have a question for you guys as we get rolling here. If you guys had to move to a deserted island, not a dessert island like with fudge and everything else you want, a deserted island, nobody there. And if you could only bring one thing with you, think about it. Don't shout it yet. Okay, don't shout it yet. No, no, no. Just just hold on to it. You guys got that one thing? Maybe some of y'all, we're getting ready to move. So like if you guys have ever moved before, you know you have so much stuff that you have to move and put in boxes and throw all over the place. If you had a move from your house and there was only one thing that you could actually have in this new house, think about what that one thing will be. Some of you are pointing to people next to you, and that's so sweet. I love that. But we're talking about things and possessions. You're like, this is my BFF. She's my thing. No, 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 no. She's not your thing. And some, some, of, the, some of the girls are like, oh, yeah, he's mine. Possession? No, 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 no. Okay. Guys are like, yeah, it's actually kind of true, Chris. I, she does kind of run me. But, no, we're talking about not... People, not sisters or brothers, right? Definitely not cat. Well, nobody cares about cats, but definitely not dogs, right? I'm sorry, cat people. I, I have so, I'm going to talk to you guys in a minute. We're talking about real life things, okay? Possessions. And lastly, um, any Office fans would appreciate this. Maybe you're driving in the car and Michael Scott's driving you and he's listening to the GPS instead of his common sense. So when the GPS tells him that he really and truly needs to stay straight, he decides to stay straight and go right into a lake instead of veering right. When Dwight's like, no, it means veer right, right? If you guys had to get something out of a car that was going to be destroyed forever, what would it be? So you guys have the desert island, right? You've got, if you have to move from your house, and if you got a car that's sinking, I want you guys to think about what that one thing is, and I want you guys to shout it on three. One, do, trace. A Pop-Tart? Wow! That is the grand prize. I love it. Brian, you're the man. What else we got? Okay, good. I think I got it. A boat? Okay. All right, I like a survival mode. I think the overwhelming answer, though, I heard it from a lot of y'all, uh, would probably be this picture right here. 
our phones. Some of you are like, no, I said gummy bears. That's what I really wanted. I would love gummy bears too. I really would. That's like the best candy ever. Guys, we're talking about phones. Hey, and here's the deal, y'all. As we talk about our phones tonight, what's crazy about phones is how much they've changed over time. And you guys won't, you, you guys definitely don't really remember an age where there used to be like snap phones and you had to like actually open them up and talk on them. Some of y'all do. Oh, you're like, yeah, I still have a snap phone. I'm like, oh, I'm really sorry for you. That's crazy. Okay. Uh, maybe you guys remember uh, leaders. Y'all remember cricket phones? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What about like the uh, Nokia sidekicks? You might have a sidekick. Leaders, yeah, some of y'all. Guys, what's crazy about phones nowadays, phones are almost like the remote control for our life. They really are, if you think about it. Like, we have them pretty much at all times, wherever we go, whatever we're doing, we have to have our phone. There's been so many studies, and I got some studies I'm going to get you guys later with some stats, but about the anxiety and the stress and the problems we have if we don't have our phone. You know, one of the craziest things for phones, uh, if you don't have your phone and you put in a GPS... You guys ever done this before? Like, how do I get home from school again? Man, I don't have my phone. I might just get lost. Hey, like something crazy. We actually get lost from normal trips if we don't have our GPS on our phone. It's, it's really true. We rely on it for what? Communication, text messages. What else do you guys use a phone for? Fortnite. Fortnite, duh, right? Okay. All right. Instagram, social media. Uh, our beats. Is that what I just heard? I sound really old, man. Dang, okay. Music, is that what it means? Hey, you can get Netflix, you can get Hulu, right? You guys, like, even in school now, hopefully you guys keep your phones away during a math test or you might try and use a calculator during it, right? But you can use a phone really and truly for almost anything. I mean, you got, like, your alarm clock. Yeah, alarm clock, people using their smartphones. I do that all the time. Yeah, phones, guys, it's, it's almost like they're controlling part of our lives. And what we're going to really talk about tonight, guys, is how great phones are. I'm not going to tell you phones are bad, but there's a danger with phones. There really is. And that's what I want to encourage you guys with. Because I'll be honest, if you're a leader, if you're up here talking, if you're down there sitting in your middle school or high school, we all can have problems with phones if we use them too much. So I want to talk to you guys about tonight what it looks like if we're so consumed in our phone that we forget about being present right here, right now, and especially being present with what God's trying to do in your life and through your life. Any Spider-Man fans in here? Yeah? I know. Rest in peace for like another six months, whatever it is. Hey, we got a quote here, though. Maybe you guys have heard this before. Uh, Uncle Ben told this to Spider-Man. It says, with great power comes great what? Responsibility. Responsibility. Yeah, I love that. Because as you guys know, Peter Parker, when he's bit by the spider, all of a sudden he has this web-flinging ability and spider senses, which I would really love to have, like, anytime my, my mom or dad would come up behind me and backhand me. But spider senses, is not my dodge it, right? But all these really, really cool things that Spider-Man has, but with a lot of power, you got to be responsible with it. And you guys know if Spider-Man wasn't responsible, man, it would be some problems in those movies, right? I think in our lives, we need to be real about something. Phones have a lot of power. A whole lot of power. The technology you guys have in your pocket, right, or next to you or in your car or whatever it is, has a whole lot of power and opportunity. Hey, and if you're here tonight and you don't have a phone, all right, what we're talking about is still for you. We want to talk to you guys about that. Like sixth or seventh graders, if you guys don't have phones, good, right? I didn't have a phone in sixth grade, seventh grade. And the, only, and the reason I say that's great for y'all, right, I just know this is sixth grade champs over here from Fallout, right? I know if you don't have a phone, it's really easy Right, to kind of see other people who are always, always, always on their phone. 
Maybe you guys see them all the time, texting and on Snapchat and on all these apps and things, right? I want to talk to y'all tonight, if you don't have a phone, about having a plan to be responsible when you get a phone. Because you're going to get it, and you're going to love it, and hopefully you guys will enjoy that in a few years when you get it. But everybody else in here, you know across our country, in America, 95% of America has a, has a phone. Is that crazy? 95%? And out of that 95%, over 100 million people, like 101 million people have smartphones. That's wild. That's a lot of people. And if you guys ever walk down the street or like in class or when you're going to the mall, even if you guys go out to eat on a date, you usually see people, what are they doing the whole time? They're on their phones, right? And that's good. Phones are a great thing. But guys, there's a lot of responsibility that has to come with this power. Hey, uh, any Friends fans in here? Oh, wow. It's made a comeback. Okay. Um, I was never really a big Friends fan originally, but my wife loves it, and we watch it on Netflix. And there was an episode the other night where this traveling encyclopedia salesman came to Joey's apartment. <laughs> Leaders, you guys remember these encyclopedias, like where you had like 26 volumes, these big books, where it's like the letter A, the letter B, all the way through Z. If you guys wanted to learn anything, if you wanted to know anything special, you had to go and get these world encyclopedia books that were up in my playroom for some reason. My dad put them there. It's like, oh, if you want to have fun, come read the encyclopedia on any of these letters. And I will never, ever forget, in third grade, my, my teacher, Miss Williams, said, why do leaves change color? And I said, I really don't know. And she said, that's not an appropriate answer. We didn't have internet back then, so they said, you know what you really need to do is go look in an encyclopedia. You guys like Wikipedia, right? Some of y'all, no, wow. Okay, well, encyclopedias are like hard textbooks of Wikipedia. You can look anything up. And this episode of Friends that we're talking about, a traveling encyclopedia salesman was talking to Joey, and he said, for this entire set, you can get it for $1,200. It's a lot of money. And he could know anything, but Joey only had $50, so he decided to get the letter V to talk about volcanoes, Mount Vesuvius, and vomit. He wanted to know everything he could on those things, which I guess is a great thing. Hey, y'all, on your phones, talk about power. You have the ability to look up anything that you want right here and right now. I'm actually not to do it right now, but that's what we have with a lot of power. And if we're not careful, guys, we can easily go through life and we can live our lives glued to our phones. And like we said earlier, you miss out on the present and really what God's trying to do in your life. So again, hey, if it's your first time here and you're still trying to figure out this whole Jesus thing, that's great. Please don't go home and say that church thinks phones are the devil because we don't. But what we really want you guys to walk away knowing is this. Phones might not always necessarily be good for you. They might not. They really, really might not, guys. And you might be like, well, hold on, but I needed to communicate with my mom, with my dad. You know, I got to text my best friend because we haven't texted in three minutes. Like, I don't know what she's doing right now. Like, this is crazy. Guys, phones are not always great for us. They're not. And to give you guys an example of this, I want to I talk about trick-or-treating last week. Uh, my beautiful wife, Whitney, uh, and little girl Iris, and our dog Hootie decided to go trick-or-treating. And Whitney, being so clever, she decided to dress up like a pumpkin with little baby uh, right in her stomach, ready to come out soon. So there you go, your little jack-o'-lantern. It was wonderful. But what was great is Iris, as you see, did not dress up like Minnie Mouse again. So I was just a really tall, freaky-looking, like six-foot-seven Mickey Mouse walking around the neighborhood. <laughs> It was not a good look, so it's probably never going to happen again because she doesn't like to wear ears. She wanted to dress up with her mom. But, y'all, we went trick-or-treating, and we had a lot of fun. Uh, but what was kind of crazy about it 
it, it, right before we came home, we were talking to these little kids and these families, right, and some parents, and like everybody was out there just hanging out like a little block party next to us. And we're talking to them, and it's cool. And this one little girl loved talking to Hootie for some reason. And Hootie was on a leash when that happened, just so you guys know. And she asked him a question. She said, Hootie, do you like cats? And Whitney and I went to each other. We're like, well, Hootie loves a lot of things, but he definitely does not like cats. And for whatever reason, this little girl decided to carry on about this stray cat that lives in the neighborhood. The cat's name is Willow. And she started talking about how sweet and fluffy and adorable and kind and gentle Willow is. And I'm not even kidding. Hootie's just like looking at this girl talk, and I feel like drool was just coming down his mouth like, yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, Willow. Okay, great. Yeah, thank you. Great, Willow. Okay. And we leave to head home, and guess what was in the middle of the road right behind us when we turned around? Willow. And Willow, like... I know cats can't really wave, but I feel like she took her paw and little thumb and all of a sudden just winked a little bit at Hootie. And Hootie, who is normally very well-behaved and controlled and quite a gentleman, decides to take off. And not only did he take off, but Whitney was holding him, and he was actually on a leash, and he snapped the leash right in half. Broke it. All right, now mind you, this little girl who loves Willow is about two houses down. And all of a sudden, she sees Hootie go, and she hears Whitney and I go, and I still had a boot on, so I'm like limping after Hootie trying to get him. A big Mickey Mouse, right? And I'm trying to get Hootie to let Willow go. And this little girl's like, no, Willow! Is she okay? Oh! And I'm like, Whitney's like, well, go get Hootie. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go get Hootie. So I'm limping to get Hootie. And finally, like, I have to go get Hootie. And guess what happens? They go behind a fence. Yeah. And it goes dead silent. And this little girl's like, Willow. And Whitney and I look at each other like, this might not be good for Willow. And we kind of thought, you know, Whitney said after, she said, I was kind of waiting to hear, like, a battery dying, like, all of a sudden, like, me. But we didn't. See, some of y'all are still sad. Yeah. Uh, just so you guys know, I limp up and I get Hootie, who doesn't have a leash now. So if you wonder why he is in the wagon, it's for that very reason. Check out this. So on the way back, uh, he's, lay he's laying all over his sister Iris, who's very uncomfortable now because she likes her whole wagon to herself. And Hootie has to be brought back in this wagon without a leash. And if y'all want to see something funny, you should see my wife when she was talking to Hootie on the way back. I was like, oh, boy, you are getting it. And Willow escaped. Yeah, she lived. And the reason we talk about this when it comes to cats, I know if you're a cat person, we'll pray for you. I'm really, really sorry. We'll, uh, we'll meet out later and we'll do something with you, okay? But in all seriousness, Hootie's a great dog. He really, really is. And if you guys have seen him, he loves it when y'all come over and hang out and he sees y'all, especially if you bring him a treat, he loves it. But in all seriousness, he's a really, really good dog. He listens. This is the first time ever he has ran off and probably the first time and the only time he will ever break a leash. Snapped it. But you know what the problem was? He saw a cat and he lost it. And sure, the little girl could have messed him up a little bit, teasing him when he was like, yeah, yeah, Willow, okay, yeah, good. And he just lost it and he went after her. He had this thing called cat brain. And anytime he sees one, like, seriously, if we're driving in the car, he likes his head out the window. If he sees a cat, we probably need to hold tight to him because he might jump out. Like, he doesn't think about anything else. 
And I think for a lot of us, when our phone goes off or it buzzes or it vibrates or you get a text message, you could be an impact, you could be in class, you could be in a conversation with your best friend or with your mom, and you immediately jump right there. And it's the only thing you think about. It's so easy for us to con- for it just to completely consume us. And it takes us away from the moment right now. Isn't it really funny and ironic, guys, that when it comes to phones, we want to stay on our phone so much because we don't want to miss out on anything? And it, it's true. And really, when we're actually on our phones, we're really missing out on everything going around, like, here in our lives right now in the present. It's pretty wild. I got a dad clapping in the back. That's what I'm talking about, right? Hey, I got some stats for us, though, as it comes to this thing called phone brain. This is not the first time I didn't really come up with this term. Actually, uh, Brian Marston, who is our Jamestown pastor, he came up with it. He did a great job with Impact for, for years here, uh, and his kids are awesome. They're part of it now. But phone brain is something that I feel like I have a lot of times, guys, and you might have phone brain where it's like the only thing you think about when it goes off. You're like, who do you snap a leash and you're gone. You lost all control. Stats, you guys ready for this? Um, go ahead and hit you guys in the face with this one. People are more likely to send a text message daily than brush their teeth. This girl's like, it is so true. Or one of the guys here is exactly right. How about this? Uh, 75% of people wake up in the middle of the night to check their phones. Well, three out of four of you guys do. Uh, Check this one. 80% of people, hey guys, stay with me. 80% of people have had a time in their life where they feel like their phone went off and it really didn't. I felt this vibrate like I know she was supposed to get back in touch with me. Your brain is wired to it. You hear something, you think it's a phone going. It's crazy. Uh, Another one for you guys. This is kind of crazy. 40% of people would give up their voice for a day instead of losing their phone for a day. Yeah. They say, I would rather not talk for an entire day, then not have my phone with me. Some of y'all are like, that's not true. You're holding your phone tighter to you. That's really cute. Hey, uh, chocolate lovers. Any chocolate lovers in here? Just after Halloween? This one. 62% of people would go a week without chocolate instead of losing their phone for one day. Is that crazy? Yeah. If you don't believe me, y'all try it and then tag me and post me and all that fun stuff will make it work. Uh, another one, guys. We said this earlier, but 41 41- percent of people say they actually are lost and they don't know how to get back to their location without their phone when it comes to GPS. Yeah, they don't know how to go without, they don't have GPS. And then this one, you guys probably relate with this, 70% of people in here are probably using a broken or cracked screen phone. Is that right? That Spider-Man app, y'all have like the web up there on it? Cool for you guys, okay. Hey, and I want to encourage you guys with something as well because if you guys have ever heard of screen time, anybody heard of screen time before? Screen time? Right? If you've not heard of screen time, then you guys can actually do this thing called the Moment app. But what it is, is it will tell you how many times you look at your phone on a daily basis. How much time you spend on your phone on a daily basis. How much time you spend throughout the week in an app or text messaging somebody or in social media or listening to music or watching Netflix, whatever it is. It's crazy. Americans on average check their phones one time every 12 minutes. Think about that. Every 12 minutes, we just check it without a text, without a buzz or anything. And even crazier, that equals up to about 80 times a day. That's like adults. Because check out what teenagers do. All of us, middle school and high schoolers, yeah. We use our phones on average nine hours a day. 
Nine hours a day. Now, you might text your mom or your dad or your family, right? Whatever it is. But guys, that is more than a third of your day. We spend right here glued, consumed with our phones. And I'll be completely honest with you guys because I struggle with this as well. It's not just y'all. It is adults. It is parents. It is leaders. It is everybody when it comes to these smartphones. And my screen time numbers I had from this past week, my average time per day on the phone, uh, doing something on my phone was three hours and 12 minutes. Uh, my weekly total from last week was 22 hours and 26 minutes. I'm like, that's almost a full day I was doing stuff on my phone. That's terrible, isn't it? And then the, now our average, guys, again, like we said, around the country, on average, uh, people check their phones about 80 times a day. I checked mine last week on average of 113 times a day. All right? In the last seven days, that's terrible, right? Which would mean it would be about 793 times I looked at my phone just last week. Just pick it up, look at it, check the time, see who texted me, see what's going on, see if I had a, you know, somebody reaching out or something on social media. Y'all, the reason we're talking about all this stuff is because it's really easy to have cat brain, but I think it's completely honest, too. Like, for us, if we're real and honest in our lives with, like, what we're doing with our phones, we can have phone brain. And it can really kind of control and take us away from the moment where we're in right here and right now. Wouldn't it be really cool if Jesus talked about smartphones? I think it'll be really cool. Unfortunately, there weren't smartphones around back then, but there was something that was just about as important as smartphones. Anybody know what it was? Something that people were so into and cared so much about, and they had to have, especially around five o'clock dinner time. Food. Yes, food. Talk about something else, guys, that is very consuming. Y'all know what happens when you get hungry and tired and angry, you get hangry and all this crazy stuff. People cared so much of food back then, so what I want you guys to do here is I knock out the screen. I want you guys to look at this verse from John. Okay, we're going to jump to the book of John real quick. And this is actually after Jesus' miracle when he fed over 5,000, or really about 15,000 with fish and some loaves. And what's crazy is this is the next morning. Okay, so everybody left except for some people. You know when you get really hungry and you want to go, you're like, I ate so much, I'm just going to go knock out? Yeah. Yeah, that's what a lot of people did. But some of them said, I'm staying here because I want to keep following this Jesus guy, and I want him to hook me up with some more food. So check out what they say to him. They find Jesus on the other side of the lake, and they said, hey, Jesus, rabbi, which means teacher, when did you get here? Like, we've been looking for you everywhere since you did all that incredible stuff with the fish and the loaves, and we're really hungry. Like, we got to get some more food here, man. When did you get here? And he keeps going. Jesus replies, i tell you the truth. You want to be with me because I fed you. And you just want more fish, more loaves, more bread. Not because you understood the miraculous signs. But don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Perishable, not to be um, kind of bleak here or dark, but perishable means something that's going to go old, rotten, die, not make it, not last, like food would. Jesus is saying, hey guys, here's the deal. You care so much about this food, and it's so important, and yeah, that's right, it is important, but let me tell you something. It's not going to last forever. That's the only reason you follow me is because of this food that you want me to help give to you. And there's so much more than just that. And he keeps going. Jesus says, instead of caring about that perishable food and all that stuff, what would happen if this? What happens if you spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you? For God the Father has given me the seal of his approval. In other words, instead of spending all your energy 
chasing me wherever I go just so you can get some more food that's going to go old and rotten and stank and everything else. What I would really love it if you would do, what I think would be great if you would do, is if you wouldn't be so consumed with food, instead spend your energy seeking the life that I can give to you. And I think for a lot of us, guys, you might be like, uh, I'm good with food. I don't need any more food, except for I would love like a cookout milkshake right now. Y'all might be thinking this right now, but what I want us to do is apply this concept to our smartphone. So if we said, if we're going to spend our energy, could we go back to that verse? Sweet. Thank you. If you can say, we're going to spend our energy instead of seeking our phones and trying to be consumed with it over and over and over again and checking it over 80 times a day and just always caring about what other people are doing and missing what God wants to do right now in our lives. What if we said instead of doing that so much, I'm going to seek the eternal life that Jesus has for us. That'd be kind of cool, right? And, and I know you might be like, well, this is really uh, too Jesus-y. Well, welcome to church. But no, I'm just kidding. But in all seriousness, as we talk about this when it comes to food, I really strongly and firmly believe that Jesus would have said the same thing when it came to our phones. They're a great thing. They're an awesome thing. They're a wonderful thing to have. But if you spend your energy only in your phone all the time, you're going to miss out on what God's doing right now around you with your friends, with your family, with relationships. So what I want to encourage you all tonight with is this. Don't let your phone own you. It's great to have a phone. You need a phone. Phones are a wonderful thing. But if you let your phone control you to a point where it's the only thing you really think about, and if it goes off, you're going to snap a leash just like Hootie did when he was chasing a cat, guys, that's a scary place to be. And it's not just y'all I'm talking to. I'm talking to myself on this. Because when I see those numbers and I see how much time I spent on my phone last week, I'm like, man, that's terrible. Right? What would happen if we lived and we said, you know, our phone doesn't control me. I actually control my phone. And I'm going to check my phone when I want to check it. I challenge you guys to try that. Because if you actually go home and say, try this when you guys go home tonight. Seriously. Say, I'm not going to look at my phone right now. I'm going to see how long I can take. And I would love to see if you guys could actually go more than 15 or 20 minutes. Because it's hard for me to do that. But guys, if we could live this way, and if we could see what God is doing in our relationships and friendships around us, man, it'd be awesome. Because that's where God wants us to spend our energy really and truly, trying to follow him. I've got a couple ways for us to try this. Guys, uh, some ways, because you might be like, I am so stuck in my phone. Like, if my parents take it from me, I just don't want to breathe anymore. I'm like, well, I'm sorry. That's probably not a good way to be, guys. We're going to work on that. But first thing that you could do here is this. If you really feel like your phone is owning you and controlling you, and it's got you in a place where you, don't, you feel foggy from everything else, and you definitely don't really have a connection with God, I'd say change your habits. You know the first things that we do when we wake up in the morning? We reach over, and we check our what? We check our phone. Somebody said, uh-uh, I love that. Good for you. That's what I'm talking about. Guys, if we don't make a change for something... Nothing's going to actually change. If you don't do something different, your habit, your life, your focus on your phone is going to be exactly the same. Think about a way you could change your habit when it comes to your phone. Just think about it. And maybe this way could help you. Number two, maybe you could set up a plan or boundaries when it comes to your phone. Now, this might sound crazy, but I'm going to try it next week, so you guys are going to have to try it as well, okay? I'm really, I am going to try it. What would happen if you guys tried to charge your phone like in a separate room from where you sleep? You guys are like, no, that's not going to happen. Hey, studies have shown, guys, listen with me, stay with me now. Guys, if you can actually sleep and you might be like, well, I need an alarm clock. Well, you could set the alarm clock in the other room if you really want to. Or you can go to Walgreens and get one for like $2. But whatever you guys want to do. If you guys would have a plan or boundaries when it came to your phone, it would be crazy 
how much better you guys could actually sleep instead of having this anxiety and this stress. And you might not believe me, but if you guys take a day where you try this and you do something different, you will be shocked at how much more relieved you will be the next morning and the next day. Because our phones control us too much. Next thing you can do, you should definitely do this. Turn off notifications. I know, but she liked my, my post on Instagram. I go back and thank her and do like a heart emoji or something, right? No, 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 no. And I also realized that adults are only people that do emojis. That's terrible, right? Hey, notifications. If you guys cut off your notifications and you actually just have your phone where it's not going to light up and drive you crazy all the time, man, that would be so nice. And then think about this. If you don't have your notifications for social media or for your text messages, you actually control when you can go and check it whenever you want to. You don't have to raise your hand right now, but I remember when I was in high school, and I remember in college, and I remember even, you know, now, when I feel like I have to respond to everybody right away, or I have to do something just because everybody else is doing it. And when you cut off your notifications a little bit, man, it's freeing. It really is. Maybe you could try to turn off your notifications. Or lastly, this might be wild, you could take a break from your phone. You could say, you know what? All right, here's what I'm going to try and do. I'm going to just use my phone to communicate with people, that's it. I'm gonna try and cut off my three most used apps because that's six hours of my week that I probably shouldn't use on my phone trying to play Fortnite and getting destroyed by my best friend, right? That would help your composure too, probably. But take a break from a phone. Hey, you know your phones need to be charged like every night, right? And unfortunately for a lot of us, when we don't cut off from our phones, when we never ever reach a point where we can say, I don't need my phone right now, I'm good. Right, if you don't reach that point, eventually your battery is going to be so tired and exhausted. When if you think back to what Jesus said and what Jesus asked, all those people who just wanted more food from him, Jesus is talking about how we spend our energy. What would happen in our lives if we say, yeah, we're not going to spend our energy just being owned by a phone. I want to spend my energy first just to kind of hear and see what, what God has for me today, what these relationships are like in my life around me, instead of just being controlled by an Apple iPhone. Or Cricket, Nokia, whatever it is you use. Hey, this might sound wild, but I will tell you this. One of our senior girls here at Impact went on a, a retreat last weekend. And the craziest thing, I asked her how the retreat was, and she said it was unbelievable. It was amazing. It was fantastic. I said, that's great. You know the first thing she told me? The coolest thing was, it wasn't the music, it wasn't the messages, it wasn't the worship, it wasn't like the relationship. She said, oh, it was the coolest thing, Chris. They made us turn in their, our phones. And I said, What? She said, yeah, it was so awesome. At first, everybody was so mad because we had to turn in our phones. We didn't have them all week. But she said it was so cool. It was so freeing. It was so relaxing because I didn't have to respond to everybody and post a picture every second. And I didn't have to let this phone just control my weekend. I said, that's awesome. That's a senior girl right here. And she loved it more than anything else. You can enjoy your life and the people that God has placed in your life so much better if you try and take breaks from time to time, if you cut off notifications, if you have a plan, if you have some boundaries, if you just try and change your habits a little bit. Nobody wants to have phone brain all the time. Nobody wants to have hootie, cat brain all the time. Trust me, you don't. Because if you do, you'll miss out on the awesome things God's doing right here, right now in your life. Let's pray and talk to him about it right now. Heavenly Father, thank you for all these uh, awesome students that are here tonight, God. Thank you for all you're doing in their lives. It's so fun, God, that we can come and we can worship you and, and just hang out and get crazy and just enjoy each other. God, and I do pray this. I pray that we can have the strength to step away from our phones or step away from apps or step away from social media, whatever it is that just consumes us too much. 
you tell us, hey, your son Jesus says, where do you spend your energy? God, please help us to spend our energy where it matters the most. Not wasting away just scrolling and just going through phones over and over again. Help us to find ways and help us to find a plan where we can still use our phone. Yeah, you got to have it. But help us to seek you first. And find a way to release closer to you, Jesus. We love you so much. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you would like to get more information on Impact Student Ministry or The Summit Church, visit us online at thesummitchurch.net.